All right, Matt. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I don't know if you heard or listened to episode before, but I always let the guest before we begin dedicate it. You ready? Yeah. So what would you, it's a little obvious, right? But what would you like to dedicate the podcast to? Um, well, today I think are you talking about dedicating the podcast to anything you like. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of <laughs> open a wide net, a uh, person, place, or thing. So. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I think that uh, we could absolutely dedicate the podcast to um, the election that's coming up. Make sure to vote. Um, sure. I think voting is important to get your voice heard. So. Absolutely, I like it. Um, yeah. You want to give your title? I, I yeah. think you could probably do it better than I totally would. Totally cool. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Uh, sure. Matt Cece, I work with Twin Cities Film Fest as yeah. the education director there. So Okay, great, great. Um, and before we begin, we have a couple of announcements. Um, the contest for the Crypticon, we had a Crypticon contest, has been closed, and I'll announce a winner this Wednesday. So um, we had submissions. Um, they're being um, um Pulled in, and we'll draw a winner, and we'll announce that on the on episode this Wednesday. Um, also, as a reminder, I'm going to host a panel discussion at Crypticon, Saturday, October 27th. Um, and my panel discussion was simply podcasts and independent films. So if anybody's interested, even if you're even if you're not a podcast or a film actor, please come out. We'll be happy to see you there. Um, I'm launching my comic book. That is the uh, book launch party is November 11th at Alloy Brewery in Coon Rapids. So if you're interested and want to see it, I'm going to have sell copies of my comic book at the book launch at Alloy Brewery. And I think I put up a link of it as well. So, um, contest winner. Hey, Matt, do you like horror movies? Oh yeah. Do you have a, before we begin, do you have a hair, you got, you got a good one? Which one, which one is kind of your favorite? Oh man, I think, you know, thinking back to some of the different films that are out there, I think yeah. 21, 21 Days Later is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, the the one from Britain, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right, I like that. Sort of introduced the uh, fast uh, zombie <laughs> that we all see now. Oh, but, the 28 Days, yeah, 20, did you see it in the theater? Yeah, 28 Days Later, sorry. Did you see it in the theater? <laughs> um. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, but I was able to check it out later on. Uh, I think I must have missed it for some reason. But yeah, I know that I know it was good because I know some people were leaving the theater, <laughs> and they weren't coming back. Like yeah. they weren't like going up to get popcorn. Like they're just running out of the theater, and they weren't coming back. So I was like, well, this is gonna be good. This yeah. has to be a good movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you still do the dress up thing for Halloween? I am, um, you know, I will from time to time, right. uh, especially for like, you know, different opportunities like work or during the fest, you know, if it, if it lands on a uh, Halloween, then maybe we'll kind of surprise some people with some costumes. So, yeah. yeah. You get any trick-or-treaters at your place? Uh, yeah. Well, we just moved. So uh, the place that oh. we moved before, we got none. Um, okay. However, we were at the, uh, the annual, what do you call it? Like street uh, party that happens yep. in August, yeah. like meet the block or whatever. Uh, and there's a lot of kids, uh, so I think we'll probably get some this year, um, which is exciting because yeah. before, uh, I'm, I'm one of those people that usually is in the front yard, um, <laughs> right, scaring, right, scary, uh, the individuals <laughs> who'd like some candy from us. So it'll be it'll be fun. I'll have to you know make sure to be very sensitive around some of the younger ones, but uh, it should be a fun year. They're a little bit my neighbor. They're a little surprised if I see you come back. Like yeah. I have repeats. I'm like, oh. I already did. I was like, what? I already seen you. Go move on. Move on. <laughs> but you got the good candy. Yeah. Like, yeah go on. I once and none. Once and none. <laughs> what was your best Halloween costume, you think? Um Yeah, I, it's it's been a while. All right. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. There were a couple of them when I was really young. I don't know. I remember being in the ninety one blizzard yeah. treating. Uh I think I was Superman that year. And I was so super excited about being and Superman. It's snowed. And all I can remember is white everywhere, <laughs> right. uh, and trying to get up to the doorway, but being like 
waist deep in snow. Right, right. I remember that. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was out throwing snowballs instead nice. of trick or treating. <laughs> Actually, at the cemetery. Oh my goodness! <laughs> right. I don't. I don't I, it took me a while to get the irony from it. So you have to talk about why you're here. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about um because. Uh, Twin Cities Film Fest starts the 17th, right? Yeah, coming so, up this week. And you are head of the educational department. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you want, I just explain a little bit what you are involved with in Twin Cities Film Fest. Yeah, so primarily my role uh, is making the education events happen. Yeah. So from the creation process through feedback and idea generation, uh, we've created programs from festival panels that you typically do see um, at different conferences and events. Uh, We have Q&As that happen after every screening that a filmmaker is at, uh, but it goes beyond. And so this will be our fourth year now uh, with our free day program for youth, which we have uh, basically youth come in ages 8 to 18, make a film in a day, uh, which is pretty exciting. Like a workshop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a filmmaking workshop. They watch movies. They get to meet the filmmakers, uh, have a Q&A with them, and then they get to make their own film after being inspired from that. And it's free, right? It's free. So yep. if they could just find where it is lo- on the website, everything is on the website. Mm-hmm. Provide it in just a workshop. And I heard this is probably, you're getting a, this is like the biggest boom we had so far. I mean, you're getting a lot of notoriety out there. Yeah, yeah. So this year, uh, not only do we have that being the fourth year that we're doing the free day, okay, we've expanded it into... Um, Two days now, so the free day is now plural. Uh, <laughs> right, right, free right. days, uh, but we also have uh, a film fellowship program. So high school students and college students, uh, it's an it's a curriculum based program where they go to see required screenings of movies. Uh, they get to meet filmmakers one on one, and they also go to certain educational events. But they have discussion seminars afterwards um, to sort of recap those experiences networking with individuals they get free access to the whole fest so they can see whatever movie they want um but it's really a uh networking building uh we've had our previous alumni get into like a ucla program based off their experience we've had some people um shoot an award-winning feature award-winning short based on the connections that they had during this experience so uh it's a pretty prestigious program that we're really excited about again free to be a part of you don't have to have any experience with film or anything. It's just a nice workshop to get started and familiar with it. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So the Film Fellows Program ranges from filmmakers to people who are focusing on like anthropology studies or cultural or community communication studies. So it's a wide range. Oh, not just film. Yeah. So if you're just in, okay, I yeah. like it. Looked like you're interested in a communication degree. Mm-hmm. This is a nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like. A, yeah. Um, do you have to send submit anything like a demo or you just sign up? Um, there's a short application process. Uh, and so throughout the year, we sort of uh, reach out to different colleges, high schools, okay. uh, do some school visits during that year just to kind of promote the programs that we have that are available. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just short application. So since they're kids, do you want your parents to help out i mean the kids can't just sign up themselves right i mean you probably want the parents to come along with right yeah so the free day we want the parents to come with okay. uh it's it's not necessarily babysitting i think the first couple of years um it yeah. felt a little bit like it was just the kids uh, and so just like any program that we have uh we've got feedback for we've got forms uh, okay. for them specifically to tell us what they would like to see uh, and a lot of parents you know we noticed would be on their phones and so we thought well why not find a way to integrate that learning experience with parents. Yeah. Give them resources once they're finished with that day of how to continue this passion that their youth are interested in. Um, and so that's a part of the program too, is just finding a way to say, hey, your, uh, your younger child is really interested in this film or music or uh, storyboarding process. Um, what are some things you can do for the rest of the year that you can take advantage of that are out there? If you've done it before, can you do it again? Absolutely. All right. All right. You can come back. Okay. Yeah, nice. definitely. So you, if you've seen some kids before and they come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have a uh, an eight-year-old who started the first year that we had done it. And uh, throughout that period of being inspired in that first year, yeah, um, she ended up making a short film uh, for her little sister who was in a, a gymnasium, like a... I guess you call it like a toddler gymnasium or something yeah. like that, um, and showed it to the individuals who run that company, uh, and they liked it so much they were showcasing her in a in a way an advertisement wow. for the company. And okay. this was an eight year old turning nine that made this, which is a which is so amazing. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm glad, excited that kids are able to mm-hmm. get started on this. At least 
it, you know, maybe this is to navigate it really, yeah. really. Right. Maybe you like this aspect of film or maybe not just film, yeah. but maybe there's another avenue that helps you promote. It. Yeah. So what got, what got started this program? How'd you get started with it? Well, well um, should, yeah, I, that's kind of two question, but <laughs> going way back. No, way, way. uh, it's, <laughs> it kind of generated from interest levels. So I've, I've worked in the film industry for over a decade now, just with like short films and feature films and right, yeah. television shows and commercial shoots and things like that. And, uh, each time that we would have some sort of festival run with some of the films that we had, I would always reach out to the schools in that city ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and during some of the programs, I'd even kind of create some opportunities for students to come on set and learn with us. Uh, and we would always just do these talks or educational conversations. I would host art organization events uh, for people to participate in, just kind of get to know what's out there and, and how they can get involved. And what That's resources. nice. I yeah. like that. It's nice just to be on set and figure yeah. out how the whole machine operates and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Not just not getting in the way, but just to kind of like observe, kind of like shadow it. Right? Yeah. 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 And I was doing all of that on my own with the films that I was a part of. Okay. Uh, and so when the festival that I had premiered one of my films at uh, needed an education person, um, I thought, well, this is kind of perfect. Right. Like the yeah. things that I'm really interested and passionate about doing, uh, that there's a need for that in the community, uh, that I can actually fill that role. And um, so here I am. I think it's nice because I think when you and I were kids, there was nothing like this for teenagers no. in high school. There was nothing like if you want to do movies, it's like, well, where do you go? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You right. got to get the, the VCR VHS camera out uh, and then start shooting <laughs> right. <laughs> eight well, minutes on tape. We had Jay Ness on here in a couple of episodes. You talk about how that's how he started. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> go to your local community television station and uh, rent some equipment. Yeah. Right. Did you do that mm -hmm. as yeah. a kid? Yep, yep. Uh, Northwest Community Television was the place I went in Brooklyn Park. Uh, still there, still working. Uh, they have a lot of programs for the community to get involved. And it was like, hey, you know, you have to take this one class to learn how to use equipment. Okay. And then you can check it out for free. Um, and the only condition is that you have to show your work on our channel. All so right. So that's guaranteed distribution. Yeah. And so that's perfect. You know, a lot of people learned how to make a television show out of NWCT Cable 12. So it's pretty cool. So... A little bit about yourself. Uh, were you more interested in just like camera behind the camera work instead of front? Um, yeah, I, it started in front of. It's okay. Start, yeah, um, as like doing some acting work uh, in theater, and um, I just found a real passion for you know kind of being goofy in front of a lot of people or right. or acting right. in certain ways. Well, right? Who doesn't? Right? <laughs> who doesn't? Right. Uh, and then I really sort of discovered once. I wanted to make a film. It was yeah. kind of myself making the film with myself as the actor. And so I kind of f fell in love with the the writing or the creation of a story and the directing and how to edit something. And um, so I spent most of my time in school uh, studying like theory and, um, you know, how can you make an impressive screenplay? How do you think about what editing looks like and how it tells and manipulates the story? Well, I think that's great because if you're a kid, don't focus on one thing. I think it's very interesting to yeah. get, get do all of it. You know how mm -hmm. all of it works, mm -hmm. and then I think it'd be much easier for you to learn how other how people are working on a film, yeah, and what they have to go through and what they're doing. Plus, it's better to communicate with, especially if you're an actor and you're, the lighting guy's like, "No, you have to stand here." Right? <laughs> yeah, it gives you better understanding for sure, so you yeah. can be more efficient. But also, independent film is like every person is doing everything. And so you, yeah. um, it's only going to help when you start making stuff. And I think when we think about being younger, it was all about imagination. And so for some reason, some of us lose that when we grow up. Slightly, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the imagination. So I think that's part of the inspiration of like trying to, trying to learn as much as you can for as long as you can. So outside the the workshops, what is other stuff that Twin mm -hmm. City Film Fest and you are presenting as well? Yeah, so we have the panels that we talked about. Uh, there are three this year. Okay. Um, one focuses on systemic oppression and community organization around the film Black by David Buchanan. Um, and then we have another one for Minnesota Made, so it focuses on the resources to make films in the state. Uh, so if you're interested in making a film in the state, learning from four filmmakers who've done it, okay, but also uh, someone who worked diligently with the film and TV board, um, who has been an advocate for uh, film. Is that like Minnesota. a presentation? Um, so these are panels. They're basically okay. you know yeah, forty-five minute talk, thirty yeah. Q and A, uh, and then we have our women in film panel as well. Uh, the the actual talks 
Um, we sort of, we call them the Ed Forums. They're kind of like TED style talks. TED style. Uh, yeah. So they're not. <laughs> All right. Talks. So it's almost like a TED. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's a 15 minute presentation, 15 minute interactive component. And uh, we have three this year. Um, yeah. And one focuses on like sexism in the industry. One is self taping yourself as an actor. And uh, one is, you know, what the benefits of adopting or taking care of animal humanity are, which is our change maker series this year as well. So what's the criteria for selecting topics? Yeah. Um, well, is that like a, like a big panel discussion as well? Yeah, I mean, the the topics can range, again, from film to culture. And sure. so um, what we think the future of the conversations around the education it, at Twin Cities Film Fest really are mm-hmm. these ed forums. Because um, when you think about movies, there are the stories behind them that make them. And yeah. so I think a lot of times at festivals, you could hear about, how did you make this film? Um, and while there's a lot to learn from that about the filmmaking perspective, um, there's also something to say about the stories that inspired the filmmaker to make the film. Yeah. And so I think that there's a a huge opportunity for us to learn from our community, um, from the organizations and groups and nonprofits that are out there that need a voice and need a platform. And so that's what the ed forums are for. I like it. Nice. Nice. Um, who uh, who who did pick to present? How do you find people to the presenter? They come to you or yeah, you know? we had an application this year, so was, this is our okay. pilot year. Um, the free day started as a pilot. The film fellows started as a pilot. All right. The ed forums starting as a pilot, and our college and career fairs as well. Um, all of these have turned out to be very successful events for the participants involved. Um, but yeah, it's a short application. Yeah. Um, and we have a, a jury selection go through um, and choose the the people who we feel like can fit. Um, from a various amount of, uh, I guess you yeah. could say, like the days and times that we have available for the space, yeah. um, that they're available, but also the topics that we'd like to showcase. I know I'm going to put all the information up on, yeah. I'm going to write it up, but just because, uh, do you want to mention where they can find it if they're interested? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's at tcffeducation.org. Uh, that is the education website for Twin Cities Film Fest. Yeah. Um, you can also find it on twincitiesfilmfest.org under the education link. So if this is not, I mean, this is, this is when you guys are like, this is your big event. This is your big week for Twin Cities Film Fest, but you guys are working year round around this, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a year round thing. So yeah. people think you're just temporary. No, <laughs> this is like a full time year round activity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We, uh, we do run uh, monthly member screenings. They're called the insider series. Um, it's usually films that you probably would see at the festival, um, but because they have different release dates. Um, so those are monthly. And we also host the uh, Actor Expo in the spring. Um, so that's a one-day conference for... Actors Expo in the spring. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and so it's a one-day conference. Uh, typically is taking place at the Hopkins Center for the Arts. And uh, it's a great place to learn about how to get started acting in the, in the field. Um, so it kind of like is on the opposite end of the year of the festival. Right, because <laughs> this is the movie, and then you're yeah, like, spring, yeah. it's kind of a yeah. yeah. Um But as far as education goes, uh, year-round, we do have opportunities where we visit schools. Um, so we'll go into elementary, middle, high school, and college yeah. uh, schools, bringing filmmakers there. We also have a mentorship program um, where we offer the opportunity for uh, students and youth to get involved either on set or in a production studio. And so it's much different than an internship. Usually when you're interning, you have uh, responsibilities like getting somebody coffee and printing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) we have all heard it. The mentorship (laughs) program is protected learning experience. So like, for example, one of them that we had was um, someone who wanted to learn more from a director uh, and a producer. And so we had a feature length film shot up north and we had that person stay with us for two days and and really kind of be a part of that experience and be with the producers and learn what those decisions were like each day that they had to make them in the heat of the moment during set and so they were really understanding what that looks like which if you think about a producer role or a cinematography role um, they take years to be able to lead a, a feature film production at that quantity at that level and so if you're investing six years into your life to only figure out later that you didn't like that role or what right, those responsibilities yeah. were that's six years yeah you've learned a lot you've met a lot of people but why if there was a way for you to learn that sooner wouldn't that be great yeah I so know. that's kind of what it's for do you still i mean even though you're involved with Twin do you still work in movies i do yeah uh there's a, a feature film uh called nina of the woods that i was uh, assistant director and producer on okay uh, and that should be coming out uh very soon it's been about a year in post-production 
Um, and then um, also working on a television series project with Headwaters Entertainment. Okay. Uh, and so it's uh, they'll be hosting the industry night at Twin Cities Film Fest, so you'll be able to meet them there as well as the college and career fair. Um, but uh, it's a huge project that will involve everybody from the state creating a workforce here uh, in Minnesota as well as telling stories about the um, people of Minnesota that made it what the state is. So I know I know you've been doing I've been working in movies for the last what ten years or so. Yeah. What's the big difference have you seen working in film in the last ten years and working the film festival and all this stuff? Yeah, I think it's continually um, growing as far as networking and and community building. Okay, that's been a major focus of mine is just finding avenues to uh, work and collaborate. Uh, and so with more opportunities like what YouTube has created. Um, yeah. If you think about online web series, um, if you think about the Me Too movement, we're seeing a lot more people working together and trying to find uh, ways to tell the stories that we need to. Um, and so I think that there's been a lot of progress, and I think that that will continue to grow. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're, um, I'm sure if you're a kid and you're interested in like movies and stuff like that, it's never too late, right? It's just any yeah, age. never too late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any kind of level, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of think of it uh, very similar to coding. I don't know if there's people that like to code here <laughs> but, uh, on our on our podcast, uh, but that's one of the most accessible languages in the world. Anyone can do it, and with imagination, like we said, yeah. some of us lose as we age or just forget about it. Um, we have some of the most powerful devices for photography and filmmaking yeah. in our pockets. Wow. With our phones. Oh um, yeah, because I you know I don't you know, have you seen the movie Unsane? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that was completely on an iPhone. Yep, yep, and it was shot by uh, Steven Soderbergh, and yeah. it was shot with Filmic Pro, which is an app on iPhone and Android, and it was shot with Moment Lenses, which is a small company in Seattle that makes uh, little attachable lenses you can mount on your device for any device that you have. If it's a Galaxy, if it's a um, a Google phone or if it's an iPhone. And okay. what that does is it changes the way that your phone typically looks and makes it right. It looks kind of grainy, more cinematic. But, so it's like a adapt. It's to change your lens to make a little more, yeah, like, you, absorb more light in. Basically, yeah. you just mount a lens on there. So if it, you want right. a wide angle or if you want the anamorphic widescreen look or if you'd like a telephoto, so like a zoomed in look. Um, so there's, there's several companies out there. Um, they use Moment just because it's been a, a really nice company that focuses on photography for the smartphone, and they even have uh, they've got a Halloween contest right now. Really? Uh, yeah. What? What? How, <laughs> do you know what the contest is? Yeah, it's basically under three minutes. It needs to be shot on a phone. Those are the only requirements, uh, and has to be scary. <laughs> and so uh, it's their Halloween contest. They partnered with Casey Neistat. Okay. Uh, from YouTube. Yeah. It's a big YouTuber, um, and they're going to be premiering uh the winning five filmmakers at 368 which is in new york city so they'll fly out there and check it out um have you ever attempted to do kind of films on your phone yeah um the reason i know about that contest <laughs> <laughs> is because uh we actually did uh, three of us uh, made two short films um fully on smartphone All right. uh and we had, just because we had the iphone that's what we shot it on but it doesn't really matter what you have they all look great um but yeah it was we shot with filmic we shot with some um different uh microphones and and yeah. lenses and mounts and things like that that was so there are the attachments that you can do yeah for your phone oh yeah you, yeah yeah i mean you can put a, a dslr lens on the end of your phone i feel so ignorant <laughs> <laughs> so like what and i yeah. think what that's getting at is it's providing what we used to not have like you said yeah. back in the day we we didn't have access to a lot of these things you kind of had needed to know somebody who works for a film studio to get actual film in order to do that um now everyone has access or a lot of people do i shouldn't say everyone but a lot of people have access because they have access to somebody with a smartphone right and so you have one friend and now you have a film production um, since you both and I seen it on Unsane, did you know before they saw it that it was completely on iPhone? Before I you did, to... uh, okay. only because I followed it pretty closely, just because I'm really interested in that sort of DIY filmmaking. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that a lot more movies are going to be that way? I mean, that, that's not going to go away. Yeah. I mean, do you think this is 
probably eventually to be more and more like that? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, give it a try because you'll be surprised how easy it is to do what you want okay. when the same device you use for productivity is also a filmmaking device um, or, you know, music making or comic making. So I don't know if you drew these uh, on like a digital platform, but it I, is something you can do. My do. book, I kind of went old fashioned because it's yeah. old. It's, it takes place long ago. Yeah. And I wanted to get the old style. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely next one or next adventure, I think mm-hmm. I, I think comic books are all digital. It makes it go by faster. It makes mm-hmm. it do it quicker. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing what, what those devices can do. But yeah, so I, to answer your question, um, Chanwook Park was one of the first ones to do it uh, a few years ago. Um, and then um, I'm trying to think, Tangerine was the film that won Sundance a few years ago, and that was shot completely on an iPhone 5. Um, And so that was shot also with Filmic Pro. And uh, so there's, there's, you're going to see more of it. And I think it's because that the interesting stories that people want to tell, the ones that we've never seen before, are ones from people whose voices we've never heard before, and they'd never had that access. And so now they do. I like that because it's, uh, and you're right, eventually, I mean, everybody could, you know, have now the equipment in their pocket to yeah. do a movie, but I think the the story right has mm-hmm. to be gravitating, yeah. and yeah. and you know there are a lot of avenues that they could not do it, but now they have the great opportunity to show it. To, and you have a lot more control, right? Because you have yeah. this thing, and you have a lot more control of what you want, or <laughs> mm-hmm. right? You don't have to have a person operating so many things. Yeah, and, and you know you can completely edit, create the music for it, and publish it. Never leave your device, and it's already published and premiered. And that's that's what we do at the free days. We actually yeah. do everything in an iPad, and so we we draft the ideas, we we shoot them, we edit them, and we premiere them all on the same exact device without it ever leaving. Just to show, hey, this is possible. This is what you can do with what you have. All right. Well, we got to take a short break, yeah, and then we'll be right back. Awesome. He's the critic. He's the comic. And that's the gimmick. It's the Dare Daniel podcast, where film critic Daniel Barnes and comedian Cork McDonald do your dirty work by watching the worst movies imaginable. Know of a movie so bad you have to share it? A film with a bad rap you've always been curious about? An underrated bit of cinema you'd love to hear discussed? Or are you a great big fat person? Whatever the case, we happily accept your most sadistic or altruistic dares. Every Tuesday, we release a full-length episode of Cinematic Stunt Work. And every Thursday, an action-packed mini-episode featuring previews, general movie discussion, and your movie dares, plus beer. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, our website, daredaniel.com, and anywhere fine podcasts are burnished and proffered. And make sure to check out our sister pods, Serious Talk Seriously and Graphic Novel Explorers Club, for more quality Sacramento podcasts. During the break, you're talking about writing. Did you like writing? Did you get started? I mean, you initially didn't write, and now... Yeah, uh, I I did spend a good chunk of time with the first film that I made. Actually, uh, had not intended, uh, when we first embarked on it, to make the film. Okay. We actually were just going to write the film and then like do a spec script and sell it. Um, so you, you didn't do it by yourself? You no, I, it was co-written. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, and and uh, so David Marketin and I both... Uh, wrote the film Lamb and Fuse, and we ended up making it because we fell in love with it. <laughs> so uh, it was it was more. You know, like, if you give it away, yeah. somebody's going to have their own interpretation. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know, it was we turned it into a whole Minnesota production, Minnesota yeah. crew, Minnesota location type film. When you guys did it together, did you bounce dialogue with each other all the time? Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it sounds, when you, even when you're like around people, then 
Yeah, yeah, we would do that. We'd send text messages. We'd be like <laughs> Facebooking back and forth. Uh, so we would always do that and like run our own things. And we would, it actually was really fun because we would do like homework assignments for each person and say like, all right, you write this scene, I'll write this right. scene. And we come back and we do a critique and feedback. And so I initially had heard and thought that co-writing would be very difficult. Yeah. But it was actually really rewarding because of the things that you wouldn't think of writing or the character that maybe you thought was this way, other person has a different thought and now this character is so much more deep than it was before so did you guys okay you do this scene or this scene or it just was kind of organic all right i got this i want to do this part or something like that yeah i mean once once we sort of got past the first 20 pages together okay that's when we kind of started assigning it and usually it was because we had six characters um we more or less wrote the scenes that with the characters that we were kind of more passionate about okay um and so i would get like three and he would get three and then we would just kind of work through those and then we would meet up often and chat if it was one character story i don't know maybe it would have been different but right um i think it's because our voice we found them in some of those individual characters do you write by yourself do you have done a couple of them by yourself yeah i've definitely done a few by myself uh we worked in another film for uh, like a spec script uh that it didn't end up getting made but it was very very close um but yeah i've I've written some stuff on my own and I, i did study screenplay uh, in college, um, just as like a independent study yeah. self-design course. Um, but it was super rewarding. And I think that's something that I really enjoy doing is that kind of tucked away in a room and sort of like creating yeah. characters. No, you're like me. I got, I got to shut off the world. Yeah. I know like, I know a lot of people that could write on a public park bench yeah. and they'll be fine with it. No, I need to like <laughs> turn my phone off and go down, down dark I don't know. Is yeah. that the same way? Yeah, more or less. Because yeah. usually, I mean, I don't know what you do, but when <laughs> when I'm when I'm writing something and and I don't know if it's gonna work, I just kind of get up and I talk through it or like right. act it out and try to see like does that make sense or does it not. Um, but yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Sometimes I really do need sort of that uh, closed off space to just think deeper about that. Like Dalton Trombo doing in the bath. Yeah, or like in, in in like a less uh less scary way, like Secret Window. Do you remember that movie? I don't know. Yes. Like that. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. I didn't turn into anything like that, but I no. I think it's really kind of a cool experience to just go out in the middle of nowhere and write your story and like just kind of like let it live out. Are you comfortable with dialogue, or is that kind of something you fight at? Um, no, I think I'm pretty comfortable with it. I'm okay. more comfortable with description, but yes, I'm, I'm comfortable with dialogue. Cause I sense when I even wrote my comic book, that dialogue is a lot tougher than people think it is. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and it depends on the type of movie that you're doing. So like your with your style of film noir, I mean, I can see that's super challenging cause not only you have to think back it to what that sort of genre is like yeah. and to break it or not to break it. Um, the same is true with like doing a current story that current story is current today but when the movie comes out some of those right. slang and words aren't going to be right and just get the sense that they're real people yeah yeah instead of just spilling out exposition mm-hmm. all over the place which yeah. i i got caught doing many times <laughs> it's just yeah i just want to advance this <laughs> so i i like movies with a lot of dialogue like Aaron sorkin or something what's kind of like you're kind of where do you kind of fit I would say that 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 film that we made uh, was probably more dialogue than films I'm thinking of that I'd like to make. Okay. Um, Very much focused on, like, the experience of the character. Uh, Since I did one with six, I'd love to do one with one. (laughs) Uh, Just to see what that... (laughs) Just go the opposite spectrum, right? Yeah, a little less challenging when it comes to, like, how you have to invest so much time into each person to let the audience care about them. Uh, but this one, you know, it, it would be nice to to spend a little bit less time in dialogue and more on the experience. I think I'm just more or less yeah. interested in what the character is experiencing and and let them show that versus someone say it. When you do characters, do you do a backstory even though it's not presented? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've uh, you know, those like homework assignments that you see online of uh, character backgrounds. Yeah. Not only do I do yeah. that myself for the characters when I'm creating them, but usually when I'm working with the actors, um, depending on their experience level, what their comfort is, um, we'll kind of go through something like that together and just say like, you know, there's going to be some missing gaps on purpose. That's for you to be creative and think what your character comes from. Oh, great. That's kind of, I'm yeah. sure, because I, I know actors love to pitch in their own yeah. viewpoints of this 
yeah they love to do that yeah i mean it, 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 i don't know if you've seen the movie the tv show prison break like the, when it first came out yeah, yeah. um t-bag the character I, i'm forgetting the actor's name right now but the character who played t-bag uh was originally written to be a very tall very large man um and he's very small and very skinny. <laughs> right, yeah. And yeah. and he ended up walking into that room knowing that he didn't fit the description of the role. Um, and he pulled out a really southern accent um, and ended up getting the role because the it wasn't so much the vision of what this character was. It was the actual character. And so what he did is he, he created that character. And so I think that you're right, that actors are able to bring to life the thing that you may have written and yeah. change it entirely in very time very many times in good ways uh when you do acting can you do kind of rehearse in the mirror a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm one of those people who don't like to look at myself so i would say that i probably would act it out without looking at myself in the mirror <laughs> you still it's still hard to watch yourself yeah and definitely hard to hear myself so the podcast will be hard to listen to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for my yeah. voice anyways yeah. but um yeah i mean uh like the film that i acted in the center that uh, we took around uh festival tours the same director that i worked on with nina of the woods um so i acted in that first film uh, and yeah. it uh i think for me it was something I didn't ever want to see the dailies because I felt like it would change my oh, performance. Oh, you did Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was, it maybe just been in the mood of the, that particular film that I just felt like I was going to be influenced mm -hmm. and the character himself was very vulnerable. And so um, I wanted to make sure that that performance was guided by the director and not by what I saw. Um, so I put a lot of trust in the crew and, uh, and made sure that that was something that we worked on, collaborated together on. Yeah. Is there a like a certain genre you would love to tackle on? Um, I like I like thriller in the old sense of the term. Okay. Um, not so much the new, which is like more horror. Uh, okay. so like something that's thrilling and suspenseful and keeps you going. Like, yeah. Well, the, yeah, there's, there's a grab out yeah. motion, right? Yeah. The hooked on. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I think I'm very much attracted to a lot of the foreign films that I watch. Um, but. I, I have a passion for telling stories that deal with mental illness and, and the mental health uh, world. And so I think that's something that I'm also interested in. Uh, whether, whether that comes out in a comedy or, or a drama, I don't know. Yeah. But it's a topic that I'm very interested in. So that's that's what drives me to make film. Well, I, was, I always like to ask um, people who work in the film, how many movies do you usually watch like on a week or yeah. so? Do you watch a lot or...? <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It may be compared to some people. Yes. And yeah. compared to some others. No, uh, I've met people who don't have a TV. Uh, and I, I feel like I would be very lost in that house because I, I feel like I'd want to watch something. Uh, <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've tried to, um, keep myself honest to attempting to watch a movie a day. Okay. Um, or a television episode a day. Um, that one's harder to keep cause you usually want to binge and keep watching. But, uh, yeah, and during the festival season, I think I watch fewer films than I would uh, during the rest of the year just because of the workload. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely something that I was inspired by one of the filmmakers uh, who I followed that one of his homework assignments for himself was to um, watch a film a day and two on Saturdays. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How many movies have you watched in one day? What is your uh i don't know <laughs> probably like at in the theaters i did yeah. like a, a back to back to back so it was like oh you did three movies in a row i think i've done that before yeah when it's you're young super and, fun yeah when you're young oh my and, gosh yeah you yeah watch all yeah. yeah or like go to the tuesday theaters that do it for five bucks and just like go to three movies or two movies just do a back to back yourself um but yeah i think episode wise i probably have watched a whole season or two of something in a day um do you like watching them by yourself? Because I do. I watch a lot of them by myself. I don't know if... Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really weird when I was growing up because I think it was just everyone else told you that going to a movie by yourself is weird. Yeah. Um, And so no one wanted to go... You remember Hitman when when it came out? From the video game? Yeah. Yeah. But the movie that came out... Well, yeah. The movie that was yeah. inspired by the video game. Yeah. yeah. So that was the first film I went to on my own. And... 
as you could imagine, there was nobody else in the theater, and it was outstanding. <laughs> right, yeah. I absolutely loved it, yeah. um, and I've never turned back, so I'll, I'll definitely go see movies on my own. I'll see them with people, too, but um, it's it's totally a different experience when you're on your own, because you're, you're also not... Ex- you don't have expectations of like, well, right. I was the one who suggested this movie, and this movie isn't very good, and so now I'm nervous that the person I invited to this movie isn't enjoying it kind of thing. Yeah. Or... Yeah. I don't know. There's a whole lot of other elements that you're always kind of thinking about how the other person's enjoying it. And so you kind of sit back, relax and enjoy the film. And then you get to experience like the rest of the audience too. that. Right. Yes. Enjoying it. So like yeah. pre-screenings are awesome because everyone's yeah. really into it. No, I, I got to, I think I mentioned in a previous episode, my wife and I, we went to see a quiet place. Oh, nice. And, but we were the only adults in the theater. Okay. <laughs> was just, everybody else was teenagers yeah. and we work with teenagers. And yeah. I point out to her, I go, see, they can follow instructions. The movie said to be quiet. They could be quiet. Yeah. But it was so quiet that you had to like dissolve your popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you didn't want to make the crunch and everybody look at you. You had to sit there and dissolve. And nobody made. Everybody was followed. Like there was no phone that went off. It was That's great. Awesome. And I was yeah. like, because I was nervous because, you know, that especially that movie is like somebody's going to interrupt yeah. my dialed into yeah. this movie. <laughs> and they did it. They yeah. did. That's right. great. Yeah. I remember. Uh, I don't remember the Superman Returns movie. With uh, Brennan, yes, Brennan I remember Roth. It being out. Yes, yes, and that was that was one where I got interrupted, but it was so funny because I went to see in the scene where the guy put the gun to his eye and he shot the gun and the bullet collapsed in his eyeball, oh. and somebody stood up in the theater and go, "That's P.S. You're <laughs> dead, man." <laughs> he was really unhappy with that scene. <laughs> Do you miss the the rental stores? Oh, that's a great question. Do you miss them? Um, I don't know that I had the experience that others may have had. I have a really good friend of mine who's close, um, who still goes to um, like a small rental place. Yeah. It's not a blockbuster or anything because those are closed now. But uh, and loves finding unique films. I, I mean, I I go to the library and pick up some stuff, and and right. so I mean Criterion films that are at the library. So I think in in some ways yes, because of the instant finds of films you probably wouldn't see just because you never knew that they were out um, yeah that which yeah. is the draw of i think festivals too is those films you probably won't see because they either won't get uh the distribution or it will take a few years to get that um so i th- i think that's that's definitely a want and a need and i feel like at the same time netflix and hbo and all the others that are participating in that streaming world are trying to find solutions for something like that yeah. too is how can we get uh, the films that people want to see in their hands and c- continue to make unique stories. I kind of miss it. I did work at, it's not a blockbuster. I didn't work at chain uh, video store. It okay. was like a mom and pop video yeah. store. It was not very big. But the nice thing when I worked there is because I was taking film study in college. So I was studying mm-hmm. film in college. I worked at the video store. Mm-hmm. And for the few three years, I was bombarded with movies. Yeah. And I w- you constantly watch them all yeah. the time. Even yeah. when you're at work because yeah. you had to put something up there to make watch as long as it was like pg yeah. or something yeah and then you you work what 12 hours well it's going to be a western movie marathon yeah. and you watch all that yeah. stuff but i miss because saturday night at 10 the guys who love movies or the kids who, the yeah. people my age and we sit and we just talk movies yeah. all the time yeah that is and great. i think that i miss that i yeah. miss that in front the, the going and getting mm-hmm. your car and freezing go rent a movie yeah but i miss the guys who just hang around saturday night and just at the yeah. store and mm-hmm. loiter and you just watch movies yeah. and just talk about movies yeah so i and i i don't think i had that experience i might have been too young or maybe the movie store was too yeah. far away i'm not sure um but yeah, I, I definitely think that there's there's always that need to have that conversation because that's what movies do. They inspire us. They motivate yeah. us. Um, they intrigue us. And so that's where going to a film with someone else can be beneficial um, right. or seeing a film by yourself and then catching up with someone else who's seen it too and having a conversation. They're like, oh my gosh, okay, so we have to talk about this scene. like, <laughs> Or wow, that actor um, played this character so well, et cetera. Do you so like you ever do drive-ins? I mean, that's kind of a weird. Yes, yeah. I do. I do like it's the Valhalla one, right? The one that's way I think out that's here. the last one around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Minnesota. Yes, um, I've been there a few times, and I've loved it every time that I've been there. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a cool experience. I think it's it's like that once 
it sort of brings you back. It's like a retro type feel. Yep. Um, but it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of I didn't go this year. I should go. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's great. I mean, like you know, yeah. you can always bring your own f- food. Um, but they have food there, uh, and the audio, depending on your car system, is is <laughs> is pretty good. Uh, so if you have a bad car like I did, it's not great. Um, but <laughs> if you if you're driving a, a decent car, it's pretty um. nice. And then. You know, you go with people, and that's, I don't know, when I watch a movie with uh, a f- scene that is from a drive-in theater, yeah. it's always, like, romanticized, and it's just so cool looking that you want to experience that, yeah. and that's the similar feeling that I get when I go there. I don't, I, when I was a kid, and I, like, have awesome reviews for all the movies I saw on drive-in, and yeah. people, like, don't like it, yeah. and it's, I think, maybe because of the experience of being at the drive-in that I appreciated mm-hmm. the movie, and elevate it a little more than maybe a lot of other people would sense it. Yeah. They didn't appreciate it. But <laughs> I think it's because it, it's a, yeah, it's a nice little experience to be outside and mm-hmm. watch. So, uh, outside of you making movies of acting and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and, um, you're doing the film festival. Yeah. What, are, what are some other things you're, you'd like to do? Uh, well, I, uh, I'm a technology enthusiast, so I love trying out new products and, um, home smart home stuff so i'm like i'm really i really enjoy trying new technology i guess i'd say um and i really enjoy cycling running just kind of getting out there in the rest of the world um yeah so i know that like with technology you're i think you put it up on instagram the virtual thing Mm -hmm. is that the new upgrade a virtual yeah Full on 360 experience uh, at the college and career fair. At yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about it a little bit, because yeah, I've yeah. never done virtual reality. Yeah, so. yeah. It's a it's a it's a company in Minnesota. They're sort of starting up now. They've been doing uh, a lot of work recently, and uh, Rem Five VR is the name of the company. Um, but they they've done some emotional uh, and empathy training with VR. Okay, um, it's one of the most unique ways for someone to actually understand what empathy means. Uh, and like being in someone else's shoes and virtual reality can get you there. But yeah. also it's it's a really cool experience for gaming and for uh, like short films. Uh, and so like South by Southwest um, also had like a, a sort yeah. of virtual reality experience. And I think it's becoming a lot more popular. Um, but yeah, you put on the Oculus Rift and uh, you go ahead and uh, experience that entire virtual reality game or if it's a scene or whatever do you have your own um i don't okay. i have i have like the, one of those cardboard uh <laughs> things that i put my phone in <laughs> yeah. and it's like a really lame experience yeah um but it's it's still one i think this is going to be super exciting for the people that are able to take advantage of it have you been to south by southwest um i went there and uh for different reasons i went to austin um and it was the week before so it was very unfortunate i did get to go to voodoo donuts but i did not uh i did not go there yet but i'd love to next time we go now we gotta gotta check out the bats did you check out the bats in austin uh like the bats under the bridge yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. oh you did yeah it's the greatest no it's the greatest adventure right the bats from austin yeah yeah they're definitely present <laughs> it's hard to miss that and like yeah. every every end of the street is a bar um so there's oh yeah but what's really cool about the bars that they have there um i think it's obviously because of the weather that they're all open yeah um, and there's music from every single one so if you like dancing if you're just like listening to all the uh, musicians like huge music city if you've never heard music i mean nashville's known for it but austin right. is fantastic i loved austin i've been yeah. there a couple times and i, I want to go back but yeah the other thing nice is they're pet friendly mm-hmm. you can just bring your dog to the bar yeah and just yeah. sit down there and yeah that was a, the greatest experience it's like well, what what we should have brought our dogs down here i mean yeah. it's nice yeah yeah so it was a great experience oh man i have to say uh run out of time thanks for coming here yeah, this is you. great um yeah. Before we get going, I just want to mention the TC Film Fest educational yes. thing before we uh, mention it again. Before, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the last thing I would say then for the Twin Cities Film Fest, we yeah. do run all of our education programs. They're all free for everyone to attend. This year, the biggest attraction for us is that college and career fair. Yeah. That's on Saturday, October 20th at 12 p.m. Um, it takes place in the West End, so the shops in West End, which is the same place that you'll find all of the movies. 
Um, and so check us out. There's a lot of great films. There's a lot of famous folks that are going to be visiting with us this uh, next 11 days. So it's going to be really exciting. We hope to see you all there. Are you going to be at the college fair the 20th? Oh, yes. I will definitely uh, so be So you'll there. be there too? Yes. Okay. There's gonna be, I just want to make sure everybody yeah. knows they'll be able to see you and talk to yeah. you. Well, Matt, um, I have a last question for all my mm-hmm. guests. It's um, I kind of alter it because I usually I say, what is your favorite movie? And that gets people stuck, you know, because they oh. have so much. But gotcha. I would like to, how about we phrase it? What movie is on your mind right now? Which one is just yeah. captivating that you like to just tell everybody? It's funny that you mentioned that. I've actually thought about that today. Uh, yeah. So it worked out really well for me, at least. Um, Oslo, August 31st is a film by the Norwegian director Joachim Trier. Um, What's it called again? I want to write it down. Oslo. Oslo. Okay, Oslo. Like the city in Norway. Um, yeah. Oslo, August 31st. Um, and it takes place on August 31st in the city of Oslo. Um, Big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's his second uh, feature film. Uh, he's now made four, but this was his second, and it focused on uh, a character who is experiencing um, essentially like his pastimes in this city with friends that he used to be with in high school and after yeah. that and catching up, um, and it focuses on addiction. Uh, and so for me, thinking about mental illness and mental health, like that's what drew me to it, but it's one of the most beautiful, like cinematography wise music, the acting is outstanding. And to have a film take place in one day, we don't see that too often. And so yeah. there's a lot of elements that work really well for this. And I believe it played at uh, Cannes and some other festivals as well. I would say the films that are coming now from Scandinavia, Finland, Sweden, Norway yeah. are just mighty impressive. Yeah. The last couple of years, yep. fantastically shot and yeah and really compelling stuff yeah well and i think a lot of that has to do with government support for the programs like grant funding but um yeah i mean there it's it's amazing to see films outside of the united states because we've typically been known to have you know the the products that we're marketing to the world and so it's amazing to see and hear those stories that are coming back all right thank you thank you very much yeah and that's oslo august 31st yeah Thanks. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you.